to Sequel Quest, the podcast that dares to imagine sequels to your favorite films and movie franchises, a journey into the realm of cinematic possibilities. With your hosts, Adam, Jeff, Justin, and Jeremy, let the adventure begin now. Hey, you, over there, do you like movies? So do we! It's Sequel Quest! We're actually doing a special episode. That's right. You're invited. Come along. All right, everybody. This is a sequel quest. What are we doing? Well, today we're doing something a little different. It's a new year. There's a lot of new movies coming out, and we're excited about them. They may be sequels. They may not be sequels, but we're going to talk about them anyway. Some of the ones we're most looking forward to, some of the ones maybe we're not actually looking forward to. We have opinions. We're going to share them. We might as well go around and let you hear a a hi howdy hey from everybody that's here with us tonight so we have jeremy hey i am back justin hey what's going on man how's dinner going justin from the whole food it's so good i told you still (laughs) by the end of the the episode he may be finished but we can get a a comment so much (laughs) and jeff Hey, howdy, hey. Well, and with that, we actually have another special guest host sitting in with us for this episode. Actually happens to be Jeremy's cousin and an awesome dude. We have Curtis. Say hello, Curtis. For those who do not know, soft-spoken maybe, but he's going to give us some good uh, comments and ideas throughout. (laughs) Curtis was actually one of the two participants in my bachelor party, which was a wild night. It was a triple feature. Mirror Mirror starring Julia Roberts, The Raid 2 Redemption, and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. And Curtis was there for all of it. Sorry, Curtis. <laughs> Very strange. Decide which Wait, of those films we was Brian's enjoyed. bachelor party the one that we did at the arcade? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah, not when mine. You were playing the Ninja yes. Game. When it was all four of us playing the Ninja Turtle game and we beat it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the, yeah. We've had some pretty exciting bachelor parties, folks. <laughs> you guys know how to throw Rangers. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> that sarcasm? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that was because Brian worked at that arcade and yeah, he had he, unlimited he had passes for us yeah, for that night yeah, so we, went oh, man, we got like, so many quarters <laughs> so it was the so best the restaurant we went to um i don't remember mongolian mongolian food or yeah mongolia barbecue yeah i think we went mongolian there it was uh, some hole in the wall, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It, it, it was a I no really wanted to be barbecue. like a TGI Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we went we to Mongolian Barbecue. The one thing I will say about Curtis being here as well is uh, one of the films we're, we're destined to talk about, he is all decked out in his Batman gear, and I've got my Superman shirt on, so we might have just a Dawn of Justice yeah. right here during the podcast. This this is getting heated already, so... <laughs> I don't know who Jeremy's representing. By all decked out, is he like wearing a Spider-Man costume? Batman. Oh no 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 no! Batman. Adam Adam Batman is wearing Batman. Sorry, Adam's wearing <laughs> his Batman. Superman shirt, and we have Curtis in his Batman hat and shirt. And 
silicon bracelets. And bracelets. And I don't even want to know about the underoos, okay? <laughs> Just, that's between you and your laundromat. He's devoted. <laughs> He's giving it to us straight here. So, but what we're talking about today, like we said, we got movies to talk about. Everybody's kind of picked some of their favorites, even a couple from last year. Before we get into this year's most anticipated, let's talk about 2015. Overall, what was everybody's general opinion of, of movies coming out in 2015? Jeff, start us off with this, because I'm oh, sure you've got a great year? opinion on last year. Interesting. Um, It was very diverse, I thought, last year. I mean, I thought, like, I, I, I feel like I saw... Let me take a look here. I feel like I saw a good chunk of them from last year, at least the big, the, like the big ones. Um, I mean, obviously you had the end of of uh, um, what to Majigger, Hunger Games that was happening, uh, The Martian, Star Wars, Mad Max, uh, Inside Out. Um, for me, it was kind of like if I had to drop the 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 two big ones. Well. It, even outside of that, the one th- for me that I'm going to remember about this year, other than Inside Out, Inside Out, I think Pixar, that's in their top three. They they, wow. they knocked it out of the park in a lot of ways. But what? is the confusion- Wait, was that officially Pixar or was that Disney oh, yeah. Animation? No, that's Pixar. Pixar. Yeah, okay. Because uh, Disney owns Pixar now. Yeah, but um, I, I've been, <laughs> I read recently that Disney, they've, they've upped their own animation studio up to matching the quality of Pixar. So it's uh, tough to oh. tell between the two now. Um, I feel like content-wise, they're nowhere close. For me, what I'm, I think what I'm going to take, other than, well, actually, no, the two puzzles that I'm going to take away from 2015, for me, one, how everyone just chose to forget about the prequels when there was so much excitement over the new Star Wars, and how very, very few people seemed to realize that this was basically a reboot of A New Hope. He used the exact same storyline, but no one seemed to care. Everyone seemed to be that excited. That puzzled me. And then the second one is how, why, like, as much as I appreciated Mad Max, how Mad Max got such huge buzz when, again, it seemed like it was basically the Road Warrior again. <laughs> and no one thought the Road Warrior was up for best picture. Jeff, I mean, better the devil you know. People, if that? it's it got to be a rehash of something, they, it's well, it'd be something they cared about in the first place. Right. right. And and I mean for me like oh and I saw Mad Max like it was great. I'm I'm not taking anything away from it, but it's just it's not what I'm used to Oscar liking. And so then I'm just kind of like, well, if you like it now, why didn't you like it back in, you know, when it was called The Road Warrior? <laughs> well, yeah, but also the Oscars, like, they now nominate, what is it? They used to nominate five films, and now they nominate, what, like, eight or ten. And I feel like three or four of those are just to get people to, more people to hopefully watch the Oscars because Mad Max is on there. You know what I mean? Like, Mad Max is not going to win. Well, well it's, it's, it's like when Hustle and Flow came out and they had It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp. And they had them actually on stage right. performing that is song. It, is it just like that? Is <laughs> that's it? exactly what it's like. Well, Mad that's Max and movies it's about like, pips. What you were saying, Justin, and that's what all of the you know the brouhaha this year has been about, is that something like Straight Outta Compton didn't get nominated. And right. they said it's because there weren't enough nominations to go around or whatever. But it's like, yeah, but you nominated Mad Max. And, well, that's, you know, a, that's a whole other conversation on the, like, Oscar's so white hashtag yeah i've been having that conversation with people a lot but uh, like 
yeah, I don't know. I'm going to ask Adam as the leader, like, do we even want to go there? That, I, I don't think we need to talk about the Oscar selections and all of that. No, but, that's a topic for but, another podcast. But, but Jeff, are you saying are you saying that Mad Max and Force Awakens for you were the two, probably like the, the top two most memorable for last year? Uh, I mean, top two. Awesome. I mean, as as opposed to like, yeah, the things that I'm going to remember from 2015. Yes. The best movies, no, but um, hmm, yeah, interesting. definitely the most memorable. Okay, right. how, about, how about you, Jeremy? I definitely dug the Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, also, I, I'm kind of split on the other movie that I really like from 2015. Like, it's uh, Mad Max was interesting. It was. Uh, a visual spectacle, I will say that. It was a lot of, okay, we're going to drive over here. No, let's go back. And movie with a lot of random scenes on cars um, that were practical, which is probably why they ended up with a lot of the Oscar buzz. Um, yeah, but Jeremy, you know what you're not mentioning is the dude <laughs> with the guitar that lit on fire. I know, uh, I know. Out of the car. I mean, come on. <laughs> In three in three D, no less. In three D, I did not see it in three D. So well, then you saw it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm torn between Age of Ultron and Ant Man. Really? Yeah. I found it, I I thought Ant Man was was a disappointing film on some level, but it was wholly more entertaining than Age of Ultron. Yes. Age of Ultron was a bummer in my opinion. I did not enjoy it. I Which mean, definitely not as much as the first, but I. just in general. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're trying not to rehash the same things that you did in the first that were so successful because you don't want to look like oh he's a hack. He's doing the exact same movie with a different bad guy, but in a way. You're kind of doing the same movie yeah. with a different bad guy. Yeah, you have. I mean, the their formula for pretty much all their movies is like guy is not doing so well. Guy does a little bit better. Guy finds bad guy. Guy goes into <laughs> bad hole in the ground of depression, and then he comes out and defeats the bad guy. Well, Yay! my main problem is that Tony Stark learns nothing in that film, <laughs> and he just gets lucky the second time he makes the same mistake or <laughs> makes the same purposeful mistake and yeah. then and then he gets the vision out of it which is supposedly a good thing but like otherwise you're like so you just took a chance again to ruin the world you could have had two ultrons that yeah. killed everybody like it was and just one poor, even more indestructible ultron yeah that was made by ultron sorry tony <laughs> you're not our hero <laughs> well and and it's interesting they've got there's a video out there like a super cut of all the marvel universe leading to civil war mm-hmm. which i'm sure we are definitely going to talk <laughs> about here, but it's like 12 minutes of just clips leading up to why it's happening. Yeah. So, and Ant Man, I agree, it was one of the most hilarious Marvel movies. Right. It, it it was just it was fresh, so it was enjoyable. It was yeah. just, it was different. So you're like, okay, I'll, you know, I'm going to enjoy this. Now, Justin, what about you? What were you, I? I'm, I'm almost scared to ask Justin. We know he likes the dark stuff. So what are you? What <laughs> I are was going to say, like, so my question to you guys is. Do do you want me to like cater this to like <laughs> like the nerd movies that I really loved? No, I no. Got those. Be or honest. What are the two movies that like I love the most? Give us the art house, you know, films okay. that were controversial. Um, so I just got like la- last month of the mo- uh, in December. I watched a lot of the um, the Oscar movies because I like to um, see. A lot of the ones that are nominated for multiple things, um, and I start with like the Golden Globes because those usually end up being the ones 
Um, but uh, so my favorite of those and subsequently my favorite throughout the year, because granted, I'm with you guys. I love the Marvel movies. I love the comic book and all those fun movies. I love them to death. But at the end of the day, they don't affect me as much. And this is just for me. They don't affect me as much as some of these movies like really kind of affect me and touch me. And so my favorites, The Room, which I don't know if you guys saw the one about the girl who's basically trapped in this room her whole life and she raises a kid there for those first five years and then she's let out. Um, just really great, really intense. Um, the the girl who is in it, uh, Brie Larson, I think is her name. Uh, she was fantastic. And as far as I'm concerned, deserves to win Best Actress. Uh, but then uh, the other ones, and I'm kind of torn between these two because I saw them, they were like my last two movies that I saw, last two awards movies. And I saw them both in the theater because I felt like I had to because of the scale of those movies. Uh, the Revenant and Hateful Eight. Oh, okay. Now, we need to discuss this also because of just the format of films. Both of those movies are three hours long. Wow. Which, holy crap, is a, is a long, long movie. So, the so you felt it watching the them? Theater, what did you say? You felt the three hours? Did it feel like that? It was that epic, or did it move so quickly? So that's the thing: is in the Revenant, yes. <laughs> the Hateful Eight, no, because I was so engrossed by Quentin Tarantino's dialogue and also the huge amount of gore that happened in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but also in the Revenant, there's a lot of like a lot of long shots of the sky uh. and <laughs> just these like, and it's beautiful and it's uh uh wonderful but it i need an intermission and i you do not get an intermission in the revenant and you do get an intermission in the hateful eight really which, uh, yeah it was i mean huh. i heard there were two versions and the version that i saw was at uh, the new beverly which is a theater out here that looks like every theater you went to as a child but but th <laughs> that is that quentin tarantino's theater yes yeah he so he programs the films that are there okay. and everything okay yeah, so i heard there's theaters around the country where they show the one with an intermission and an overture at the beginning and then there's one interesting that yeah that's three awesome um, I appreciated the intermission, a chance to like get up and like move <laughs> around for a few minutes before sitting back down. But um, but but both of those. What I loved about the Revenant was honestly the first. Uh, there were a lot that I there's a lot that I loved about it, but the first hour of it is like three shots, and really? the same guy that did Birdman did the Revenant, and the okay. Bird Birdman is like, I think yeah, it's it's a lot of long continuous shots. Yeah. And there's just these really interesting, like, Children of Men back in the day uh, had these long shots with a lot of action going on. The first hour is just long shots of this battle happening. And I'm, I watch it and I'm like, how did you guys do that? Just a ton of planning. And it's, it blows my mind to see that. And it's something new and interesting in terms of the pacing of film that I haven't seen in a long time and I haven't seen work in a long time. Um, and so I like that. And then Hateful Eight was just Quentin Tarantino doing Quentin Tarantino. And I, this was honestly the one that I liked the most out of all the Tarantino films. Not most, sorry, but in, in recent times, oh, okay. I liked the most. Um, well, I think for me too, Justin, like that's one of the things, and I, I haven't seen Hateful Eight yet, but one of the things that I, I am like, I do come to a Tarantino movie these days with a lot of expectation because totally. it's been fascinating to me that he's, 
as much as like his first couple of movies, it started being like, okay, this is the Quentin Tarantino style. He takes it and he chops it up and he throws it in different things. But from that point on, he's like, he's found all these different things that he's wanting to experiment with where he's just, you right. know, like with kill bill, he wanted to do a Kung Fu movie. And then, you know, he wanted to do a Western and he wanted, and like, it's so interesting to have a filmmaker who's experimenting with every film. So that's, I think that's cool. Right. It's exciting and, and fresh and interesting, but I don't think he's had like Django. I didn't really love. Um, uh, what was the one before? Was there one before Django? Well, of course, but uh, was Kill Bill the one before it? No, there's got to be one. Uh, maybe. Oh, um, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, Inglorious Bastards. Didn't oh, yeah. really dig that one, mm. um, but really enjoyed Hateful Eight. Thought it was thought it was great. Hmm. Okay, cool. Curtis, what about you? What did you enjoy last year? Well, I didn't see that many movies last year, but one that I did see that not too many people saw was The Walk. Oh, about the guy who walked oh, yeah. across the World Trade Center. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I never saw that. Was that any good? That was Joseph Gordon-Levitt, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Cool. Did you end up seeing it in IMAX? I didn't. I saw it like when it went to like, every theater. So have you seen that? But okay. the, so it's based on the Man on a Wire, right? Documentary, but it's done as a drama. Essentially, it's done like a cinematic version of that documentary. Kind of is that what I understand? That because that won an Oscar a couple of years ago, and they're like, "Hey, we should turn that into a an actual." Let's scripted just rehash film. it. Yeah, we could get an Oscar out of this. They, do they do a lot of things like in his head, like what he's thinking, how he's going through this? Yeah. I saw scenes, at least in the trailers, where he's like laying down on the wire, and Whoa. Yeah, well, he a, did that. That's a, actual. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of stuff like that. Okay, and that's you see that in the documentary too. Well, it was interesting, and that's what like I know uh, uh, Curtis. That's because that's one that I wanted to see too. Because yeah, I saw the documentary, but the one thing, and it was it, another fascinating thing for me about you know movies that came out this year is that everyone expected this Robert Zemeckis and, and Joseph Gordon to be a, this huge blockbuster, and it, it kind of flopped. And they said that one of the reasons was, I guess a lot of people that saw it in IMAX ended up getting nauseous from watching it. They oh. ended up getting vertigo. Yeah. Interesting. I so it had a that. real that's effect what, on That's people. why I asked if you saw it in IMAX, because I would be like, what is that experience exactly. like? <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention that, because that's... That may have been a big deterrent from it where people, their first reactions were it may be nauseous and vertigo and just, that'll keep people away. Like, And when, when I, I saw the movie, when I think it was the day it came out, and there was like nobody in the theater. Wow. <laughs> Word got out. It was like. <laughs> That's too bad. Me and like two other people. I don't know. Wow. For me, though, I love the D-Box movie experience where the yes. seats are actually moving. So if the th if the screen could do that for me without paying the upcharge for D-Box, I think I might be all for it. I don't know. <laughs> now, now, see the key with, with the D-Box seats, Adam. Yeah. Uh, so our our mutual friend Gasser introduced us to these. These are the s special theater seats where they move along with the movie. They're programmed. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. a massage for two hours. Well, it's very select theaters. Very now. select. Yeah. But you can get them for your home. That's like my life's goal is to have, and you just download the movies. And you, some of the, the movies have them yeah. programmed on there. Right. The X-Men movies have right, those. The X-Men movies have them. <laughs> so yeah. the key with those is you go and watch it in regular theater. And then if you're like, oh, there's a lot of car racing or mm -hmm. yeah. they're on a ship or on a plane, you're in the plane flying around. Anything where you're like, this would warrant going and seeing it in D-Box. Right. Or like a rom-com. <laughs> right. Exactly. 
Well, where there's like no movement <laughs> or a lot of movement, baby. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So I, I'm going to throw out mine for, for last year. Um, Jurassic World was a big one for me. You're going to say, of course. But I, I honestly felt like, yeah, okay, to me, like Chris Pratt is the alpha raptor training. <laughs> that was kind of goofy. But I loved all the other stuff they did in the movie. Like, the, like number one, you know, first Jurassic Park, it was, you know, their preview day, essentially, right? Like, yeah. we, we didn't get to see a fully operational park, and they gave that to us. Like, oh, this is what it would be like to go to Jurassic Park type thing. Right. And then the whole concept of the kids, you know, Tim and Lex, again, the first one kind of annoying. The Malcolm's daughter, the second film, come on. I mean, <laughs> the the survivalist kid in the third one. Like, but these kids were not annoying, like they were just you know normal. They were also not exciting, but they weren't annoying, and it didn't distract from the movie. Okay. So to me, I was. I so was you like, weren't hoping for them to get eaten. No, not okay. exactly. I was like, these, these are cool kids. All right. I like, mean, I'm, I, I kind of was. <laughs> <laughs> Justin hates children. That's just who Justin is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I also my favorite part about it was the return of Doctor Wu. The scientist who was in the first one, just you know, for a few seconds. Of course, that's your everybody's favorite, favorite from the first one. <laughs> but, everybody's favorite cameo, Doctor Wu. But that, I just love that they brought him back and turned him into this like evil mad scientist guy. <laughs> you know, and he's like, oh, he's like, but he made some good points, right? He's like, these are not dinosaurs. You know, dinosaurs are extinct. You know, yeah, I created these for you in a lab, and you asked me to put in all these crazy DNA splices. What did you expect? Right. You know, like, I, just, I love, like, his whole reasoning, you know. And Vincent D'Onofrio, also cool, right? I mean, like, the, the... Agreed. I think that's a cool little plot point to put in. The government wants to trade dinosaurs for combat. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> like, it's a great idea. We're gonna take down... Like that when I saw the movie, but now that you put it like that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's why if you go back to Adam's uh, War of the Worlds sequel, that's, right. that's exactly what would have happened. I had to yeah. work that in. They, they saved us all, those dinosaurs. Take those velociraptors. <laughs> We're going to send them to the desert to get them terrorists. That's right. Now, I, I didn't I didn't go back to see it a second time in theaters, but I, it was the one movie I felt like I would have gone back to see. I was like, you know, this this would be worth You've it. You've got it on DVD now. I own you? it, okay. yeah. So I got it on Blu-ray. I'm good to gotta go. Get that D-Box. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the, other, the other film for me that was kind of a surprise, I don't know if any of you guys saw this, was Tomorrowland. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kingsman. No, no not Kingsman. <laughs> Tomorrowland with George Clooney. Anybody? Crickets? Didn't, didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it. <laughs> My wife likes the Disney films. Anything that's safe, she's like, let's see that movie. Well, there was also George Clooney in it. Yeah, George Clooney. That doesn't hurt. But it, it ended Rawr. up being a really cool <laughs> sci-fi story. Like it, it, it was like the best type of Star Trek episode is, is kind of what it came down to. Like hmm. The whole concept, you because know, I'm assuming most everybody hasn't seen it. Brad Bird directed it. He did The Incredibles. Yeah. And he did Mission Impossible. Uh, yeah. Ghost Protocol yes. and I you know the one in Dubai with the giant building and all that stuff. So, but basically, it's like this: this girl uh, kind of gets this pin 
that is a Tomorrowland pin, and it gives him this glimpse into an alternate dimension that's like this future utopian society. And she's trying to figure out what it's all about, and like she can kind of follow, you know, like through the alternate reality in the real world. It's kind of this weird thing. And she meets up with this android girl who like tells her that like they were recruiting these dreamers and inventors in the 60s to build this you know better future utopia yeah and george clooney was a kid back then and he got Ah. recruited but then he got kicked out because he created a machine and their plan failed and all this stuff happened so it ends up like they have to save the world from an impending apocalypse so they have to travel to tomorrowland yeah yeah yeah, there there was a time (laughs) he also had a mullet in the 80s go watch some old facts of life episodes And re- re- do they show him with a mullet in the movie? No, they do not. No, no, no. He's literally uh, like uh, a ten-year-old in the movie, a ten or twelve. And don't confuse this with the other Disney movie, The Kid. That's right. No, not The Kid. <laughs> so, or North, starring Elijah, Elijah Wood. You know, right? I don't know why I, put, I equate those two together, but Bruce Willis probably. Anyway, hopefully. But um, but it, it was just it was a really enjoyable movie overall. Like again, it was one of the, I love going into movies where I know nothing. I have no expectation, and then I'm like, wow, okay, so that surprised There's going me. to be a couple of movies coming up where we know nothing about. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's, I think we should just start getting into okay, it Okay, so before we hit 2016, I want to get two big movies off the table. Okay. Batman v Superman. <laughs> what is everybody's thought on this? Are you digging the trailers? Are you not? I think it's going to be crap. I mean, it's not going to be crap. It's going to be like super fun to see in the theater, but in terms of like plot and i think it's going to be all over the place i haven't seen a Zack snyder movie that i've liked since 300 right mm. and and 300 didn't need to have very much of a story like no, no, and it did, didn't have a story yeah. and it was right. i mean it was okay it had somewhat of a story it was just really interesting and really new and fr- the visual style and now and now i've seen it a bunch of times and i haven't i haven't seen anything else from him. No offense, Mr. Snyder. He doesn't give movies much of a soul. Uh, You suck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not not his forte to give us characters we care about, but he does give us awesome visuals and cool action, which the scenes I've seen look great. And I thoroughly enjoy that. Yes. um, This this movie is going to do a whole lot of setup. This movie, the whole DC extended universe in the theaters rests on this movie so they are throwing everything at us it's like wet spaghetti being thrown at the wall and we're gonna see what sticks and what doesn't will change yeah Yeah. i mean like bat bat batman you know has what three movies scheduled for ben affleck as batman right or is it two no they pushed all three projects ben previously had set up to do pushed them back and said, okay, you're doing three solo Batman films first. Yeah, so I mean everybody wants to see his take on Batman. I think it's going to be interesting. I don't, I really don't know to say he's going to do good, he's not going to do good, but it's, it's. I like the look at least. The costume's pretty I, cool. I'm on yeah, board. I think he looks great. Yeah, uh, but Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. Again, I don't I have, I'm like not invested. It's obviously going to be a career-defining role for her. 
True. You know, she'll be an icon forever, you know, but I don't, I don't know other than her looking awesome, you know, like fighting, like what she's going to give us in this before her movie comes out. Curtis, what, what are you Curtis, thinking Curtis, you got something it? for us? Like Doomsday being in it looks kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a surprise when I saw that trailer. I was like, really? And also, but the thing is like, so we go back to Spider-Man 3 where they had like 18 <laughs> villains in one movie and now they have 18 heroes and villains in the same movie. And I don't think they've done as good of a job setting it up as Marvel did for uh, the Avengers. And so I'm just worried going in to see it that, like, there's going to be Lex Luthor and Doomsday and Wonder Woman and Superman and Batman and, and Aquaman. Like, the Flash or Aquaman is in it. Somebody told me, like, yeah. somebody else. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God. So, I don't. Is it? Is it three hours? Do I get an admission? <laughs> it's two hours and 40 <laughs> two and minutes. Yep. Wow. Two hour and 40 minute run time has well, been that's confirmed. Okay. That's okay. Three hours is my limit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so most of the characters are going to be glorified cameos. Right. Aquaman, it's going to be like footage. It's not even going to be like him in person. It's going to be footage. The Flash apparently comes back from an alternate future. Hmm. It, it's a dystopian future, like an apocalyptic future is essentially what he comes back from. So yeah. he's like super right. armored up and it's just a brief th- glimpse that we get of him. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of just little Easter eggs and things that are in it. But like the majority of the movie is literally going to be Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And then they're going to be like, oh, Hopefully. crap, here's. Lex Luthor being behind everything yeah, and creating Doomsday. Which I will say, Jesse Eisenberg does not look bad. Like he, he, It's a very quirky take, but it looks interesting. Yeah, like It looks entertaining. Yes. It's I more don't hate f- it. I don't hate it at all. I'm like, cool. He's kind of a weirdo, and that's Jesse Eisenberg, <laughs> but like that could work for Lex Luthor. Yeah, well, I, I see. It's, it's like his Mark Zuckerberg character from The Social Network just got just more crazy evil. and more, yeah, <laughs> yeah. more diabolical. Yeah. <laughs> Next level. Mark Zuckerberg. Lex this is the path Mark Zuckerberg's that's on. That's right. <laughs> the, one th- the one thing I don't understand is why they would put Aquaman in like so much like merchandise and like posters and stuff if he's not in the movie for because that. they're looking to sell toys. <laughs> right. Well, and also he's got his own movie coming up. Right. He's got the long. Aquaman movie coming up and he's got the Justice League movie coming up yeah. that starts filming in April. So like the movie comes out and before it's even a month in theaters, boom, we're back out filming Justice League part 1. Yeah. Hey, they got to keep it moving. Marvel's 20 steps ahead of them, so they got to right. catch up. So and they're trying to catch up all in one movie. So okay. it'll be interesting. Civil War, yeah. Captain America: Civil War. Thoughts? Uh, did you guys see I'm the Super Bowl trailers? I that I'm not excited about it. That's what yeah, I'm so sad about. It has not done a good job. Other than seeing Black Panther, who looks awesome to me, I'm not enthused about this movie. And I think part of it we, has to do. We with... We must be watching different trailers. <laughs> well, like I. I enjoyed the comic series. That was huge for me. Like it, that got me back into comics in a big way. Okay. And, and so that was. And, but the big pivotal moment of that is Spider-Man unmasking, and that's not going to happen in this film. They're introducing a new Spider-Man, which is interesting, but he has no history, so there's nothing to be done. So like to me, like that takes the air, you know, wind out of my sails. Then there's the whole thing in the trailer where that you know Winter Soldier 
Captain America versus Iron Man, and then Steve says, "You gotta Sorry. admit that fight scene was sick." Well, but but he said, but the it's but the the fighting is cool, but it's it to me it's about the emotion behind it. And he's like, "Sorry, but he's my friend." And then Tony's like, "So was I." So was I. But they were not. They've always been antagonistic. They've never been friends. They've been allies. Mm. There is no relationship that is enjoyable. Between Are you talking Captain. comics or movie? No, in the movies, in the Avengers films, they have never gotten along. Is always arguing, okay. and they they work together for a common cause, but they are not on each other's like friend list. I feel like. Okay, so emotion wise, I can see where Tony would be very antagonistic towards Steve because essentially Steve got to have the father Tony never did. So I mean, he would be jealous of that fact, and. There's a lot more well, we behind the scenes. We don't need a justification. Scenes. I'm just saying, have you seen on screen them be buddy-buddy? <sighs> no. They're always bickering, and they're at each other's throats. Even that scene yeah. in Age of Ultron when they're chopping wood, that's that's a tense scene. They're just not getting along. They never did. So for him to say, so was I. No, you weren't. You guys were not friends, and this is not a heartbreaking scene of your friend for Tony, betraying you. That might yeah, be but that, a way that he's a friend. That whole line's a joke. And then after that, <laughs> then he goes, gotcha. And then they fight more. <laughs> then he just cuts his head off with his laser. Oh. <laughs> but, dude, the Super Bowl trailer, Winter Soldier pulls a gun on Tony, point blank. Tony touches his watch. The gauntlet comes out, puts his hand over the barrel, and catches the bullet. <laughs> and you just see Tony's face like, oh, crap, you shot. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he didn't think it had escalated to that point. Like, I'm psyched for this. Okay. Because there's a lot of things that are going to get tied up with this movie, like loose ends and laying some solid groundwork for the future. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat as Adam, and I only say that because I feel like ever since um, the Winter Soldier movie, um, Marvel has just sort of, like, kind of done the same thing. Even Ant-Man, I wasn't, like, too crazy about it was interesting and it was different but the movie that i was one of the like i was gonna say one of my favorite movies of uh looking forward to but i've already seen this year is deadpool but that's not even that's a fox marvel movie that's not marvel right. marvel mm-hmm. movie and uh but everything that marvel's put out since winter soldier i've been like all right i get it that was fun that was exciting but nothing that really like n- nothing has really got me since then so i kind of it's gonna go see it because I'm a nerd and I like that stuff, but I'm not going in with like huge expectations of this epic well, movie. I'm this, prepared for it to surprise me, though. I'll say this: this is directed by the same Russo brothers who did Winter Soldiers. Cool, exactly. But do you think the movie will be like more serious, like Winter Soldier, or have more of like the one of the jokes? That no, no, no. The- It'll have its levity and its moments, but they've said this is as serious as Winter Soldier because this is essentially the continuation. Like, there's fallout from Winter Soldier that's still happening, and it's personal this time. It's not S.H.I.E.L.D. is falling. It's the Avengers, and this is Steve and his best friend and... Air quotes. Right, <laughs> best right. friend. Get From childhood. <laughs> oh, here, here, yeah. Him and Bucky, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going rogue. So, all right. 
So now, what about like Jeff? Is there another film on your list, one that, for you that you've been looking forward to? Yeah, once I got these big two out of the way, yeah, everybody we, gets every, their that was shot on all now. our list. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't. It was funny too because I was thinking about even when we were preparing for this, I'm like, well, should we do just a movie thing when we're supposed to be talking about sequels? But you look at it like every movie coming out this year is a sequel. Is a sequel, like, they just, yeah. They just don't come up. Well, it's the tough thing too is that. I think like the anticipation builds because of the sequel idea is that so the ones that come out of nowhere, I mean like Birdman, there was no buildup for Birdman because what the heck, where did that come from? <laughs> but that's what made it so unique. And so, you know, everything like that. Wait, wait, so Jeff, for, are we sure that Birdman was not a sequel to Condor Man? I just want to make sure. Yes. It's no, not I'm a fever sure. dream of Condor Man. I, I'm pretty no, sure Birdman was a continuation of his pipe dream of Batman. <laughs> okay, fair yeah. enough. Well, except for the fact, and that's what I loved about Birdman, is that he was like, lamenting the fact that he didn't become a whatever and michael keaton has never lamented the fact that he didn't become batman like he's fine with that but anyway um so as far as like the sequels are concerned i would say maybe my least uh which we could go into we don't need to is obviously going to be star trek beyond um <laughs> other than the fact well not no including to the fact that I'm sorry, I am so over Idris Elba. I mean, everybody seems to love him these days, but every interview I hear, I like this man le less and less. Wait, no, no, no. I want it because I like Idris Elba. Why? What, what <laughs> well, it's, he's just so... Well, every interview like where he like so belittles the whole superhero movement, and, and it's just like, that's what seems so ridiculous, where he talks about, what was it? His quote after making the Thor, the sequel to Thor. And I guess, uh, like, walking off the set one day, he said, I would just played Nelson Mandela, and now I got this crap in my eyes or whatever. And then he turns around and he's the bad guy in Star Trek. I'm like, <laughs> get over yourself, man. I'm just, oh. Like, his performances, fine. I think he's a little overrated, but whatever. But, yeah, as a person. So, not looking forward to it. And, again, J.J. Abrams, like, likes to ruin things. So, not looking forward to that one. Hey, hey, hey. He's not in charge of this one. J.J. <laughs> right. Abrams isn't. It's oh, Justin Lin. It's from the guy Fast from and Fast and Furious. Yeah. Oh, good. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> That's why uh, that trailer was so hated. Uh, the one that I'm, although actually not terribly disappointed in, um, uh, the Warcraft one. I thought had potential, oh, but then after seeing the previews, I'm like, ugh. Like, I can't awful. see. Yeah, I don't know why anyone, whether you're a Warcraft fan or not, like, I felt like there was some potential there because there could be a depth of storyline, but I just don't feel like they're doing it at all. So I think the one, although I will say, throwing back to uh, um, Civil War, is that, again, the Russo brothers, I think, uh, I think the Russo brothers and... Um, uh, oh shoot! What's the guy that originally was doing Ant Man? Edgar Wright. Yeah, Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright. I think those two people have the ability to kind of breathe some life into the the Marvel universe. Uh, those three people, I guess. But the other one is X Men Apocalypse. Is that I do feel like as yeah. much as seeing Apocalypse makes me cringe because I think he looks ridiculous. Ivan News. Uh, but <laughs> the way that they did uh, uh, Days of Future Past, I thought was very like. They had a good spin on it. They had a good handle. They, they kind of know what they're doing, and they're not going back to the old, like, corny of the first three X-Men. So, like, I feel like, yeah, there's some potential there for it to be surprising. I'm, I'm always nervous that they're going to go back to 
X-Men Last Stand, and we're just going to get, like, <laughs> I'm just playing with my toys. Hey, hey, X-Men Last Stand was the best, was the best. I stand by that. That was the first real movie. X-Men movie, in my opinion. Oh. That is also my favorite out of the X-Men movies. Yeah, Curtis, oh. come on. Yeah. Well, Do it, Wolverine knows, fist bump. That's not saying much. That's <laughs> well, just here, like, here's the thing, though, Jeff. a Hugh Jackman vehicle and letting him play around. With well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's, that's the one thing I'll give this movie is Hugh Jackman is not back officially in any major starring role, which is a plus for it. Not but, yet been announced. Yeah. But the thing I don't get, and maybe you guys could fill me in on this, is from all the trailers, I don't... By the way... The fact that Apocalypse is being played by by Poe, what's his face? Dameron. From, yeah, Dameron from Force Awakens. I did. I didn't realize that till today. I was like, oh, that's him. That's cool. <laughs> but I don't know what Apocalypse is doing. Like he's back. Is he? Is it just another Magneto thing? He wants to kill humans and mutants will reign supreme. Like I don't. I don't get any it, sense it of what the film is about. It seems more he's trying to take out the mutants. Really? Okay. See, I, and I don't. I don't get that from the trailer. Like I just get. Oh, look! Look at all the new characters. Here's all the young versions of all the favorite right. characters, and we're reintroducing them. So you get your Cyclops and your Jean Grey and your Storm, and then Psylocke. I have no faith in Olivia Munn as Psylocke. Oh. But you know, I'm, I just don't know what I'm gonna get out of this film so it's i'm not really looking hey they at least put either. jubilee in her yellow which trench is cool coat. yeah but i'm just wait, wait, I'm wait. okay out. so i need to i need to pause for a second can <laughs> we talk about jubilee just for a second <laughs> what is she gonna do well, uh, apparently done her story anyway, she so doesn't shoot fireworks she shoots fireworks no she does not hands. shoot fireworks this time oh really it's something no, she doesn't. it's some variation <laughs> oh they're like they're like poppers yeah, <laughs> streamers. Uh, it's like Dazzler all over again. Yeah. Uh, well, but uh, but, but I, mean, I, will, I will throw out one more though that I, I do, and I because in a very different sort of a way, and again, potential to be horrible or to be in- interesting is Suicide Squad, and yeah. I know they've talked about because like if if, and I'm not saying they are, but if they did Suicide Squad, if DC kind of like, you know what, let's make Avengers, but let's make it with bad guys. They have that potential to do it. Now, the trailers, I'm real nervous about that actually happening. I mean, like, I don't know how you put Killer Croc and make anybody actually believe him. (laughs) Jared Leto looks like he has gone over the deep end with his whole thing. Yeah, he stayed in character uh, on set. Oh, really? Well, not only that, but even on on screen. I, I just, I look at him and I just go, really? And then, of course, uh, um, everybody's still, I feel, well, maybe some people may lo- love, uh, um, uh, what's her name, Harley Quinn. Well, well the bre- she, she's Robbie. the breakout star already just from her scenes in oh, the trailers. Yeah. Like, she, if she doesn't get her own movie in the next two years, I will be very surprised. Like, I like, don't know if her own movie, no? but you know. might have the adventures of Joker and Harley. Yeah, something. like Because like, she, I mean, obviously is everybody's moment you know like this is her moment to shine we've been waiting for harley quinn and she's a con favorite definitely yeah but i guess jeff going back to the trailers what i find so interesting about this film is that it's like the first trailer played it off as like this dark thriller and the second trailer is like was queen yeah queen (laughs) this is wacky and quirky and it was like guardians of the galaxy but for dc so i which i think is what it should be right just a bigger deal it was funny because so they they debuted that trailer with Queen and they were they were obviously aping off of Guardians of the Galaxy. They totally. were giving Suicide Squad the Guardians of the Galaxy treatment. And then I've seen a few people going, 
oh, we recut Guardians of the Galaxy's trailer as a Suicide Squad. And I'm like, you guys are idiots because they aped you. Why are you doing the same thing back? Really? Yeah. But I mean, it, it's it does look really entertaining. Like whatever it's going to be, it, it looks like be. it could be fun. Yeah, it could. I mean, like again, I, that's why I feel like it's got a lot of it's got a lot of potential. Um, it's been, and that's that's still the thing that I I, I would love to see. Uh, like and again, the, the, like like Justin brought up, I think we're at that point right now. And I even even before Deadpool came out, I was hearing the 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 like the talk that Deadpool could be the end of the superhero genre because i don't know that it's strong enough to be made fun of because it is such this rigid formula of like da 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 and that so it's just kind of like if they go back into that same sort of a trope like then you know it's going to just wear itself out but it needs a fresh take and that's where i feel like yeah i mean suicide squad doing it differently I still want to see them incorporate their television because they've done some great work on television and to tie those in. There's been Suicide Squad in, I know, at least in Arrow. Okay, Um, so I want to comment on that right there because the DC TV show recently, right before they kicked off Legends of Tomorrow, and Kevin Smith hosted it, and it was Dawn of the Justice League, I think was what they called it. There was a part, and Kevin Smith said this, that they briefly cut out it was like a 30-second clip where he asked, who's who's running uh, the DC stuff? Jeff Johns, probably. Jeff Johns, I think yeah. it was. He asked him, point blank, is there a chance of the multiverse in the movie-verse and the TV-verse where somewhere down the line an infinite crisis could happen and they merge? Wow. And he said, we are exploring all possibilities. <laughs> or Which it was something to the effect that they are open to it, they just have to find the right way to do it. And I mean, granted, this is obviously going to be years down the down the road because, I mean, you just set up this universe. Are you going to destroy it already? And I feel like they just have to do like, a, you know, a Dawn of the Superman movie where they get Brandon Routh and Tom Welling. And you always say like, you just get all the Superman. <laughs> that would back. be amazing. That would be so cool. <laughs> have a Superman multiverse movie that... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Get Helen oh. Slater back as Supergirl. It would be oh, great. Oh, my goodness. And then you can get all the different Batmans back. Absolutely. That. That would be neat. That would be a hilarious kind of mystery movie <laughs> is where something happened to Henry Cavill Superman and yeah. they have to figure it out. I'm planning can out a sequel here. Can you imagine bringing back Val Kilmer? <laughs> so they bring in all the Batman and their suits. Uh. And they, Batman, Ben Affleck, has gone to these other multiverses and pulled in these other Batman to figure out this mystery. Uh, Dude, I just uh, made a billion dollars for... One billion dollars. George Clooney and the bat nipples. It's all yeah. coming back. It'll be great. He's <laughs> uh, like, I had them bronzed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would file them off before yeah. he got in that suit. And they could all have their Alfreds. Right. Oh, we yeah. could have the multiverse of Alfreds. Uh, but Michael Goff is gone. Uh, uh, that's too bad. Well, and it's funny. Being that, And that was something I was thinking about earlier as we were talking about what's his name doing this new Lex Luthor, which for me, I hate it already. But I don't like the actor, but that's a whole different story. But the interesting thing, and I think one of the reasons that they're doing that, the same thing, the, the reason Jared Leto is doing his Joker is that for some reason with villains, and I remember hearing Kevin Spacey interviewed when they did Superman Returns, is that they like he said that he had to differentiate himself from Gene Hackman's portrayal. 
where he had to be different enough so he went real, real bad. And then so yes. the same thing with this guy. Now he wants to be different than both of them. Same thing with Jared Leto. Obviously he can't be Jack Nicholson, and he obviously he doesn't want, want to be Heath Ledger. He's got to go in a third direction. But the funny thing is Batman's – Batmans don't seem to have that problem. They just all do whatever the heck they want to do, and I don't feel like any of them. Like Chris Christian Bale clearly had no problem doing like, you know, doing the same thing that Michael Keaton had done, but just growlier. And you know, so I don't see that on the good guy's side as much. Well, be, because Batman is pretty one one personality. Like, so you can have just little variants. But with the villains, they have huge variants depending on which comic stream you're following mm -hmm. as to the different variations of the Joker. I've yeah. seen from the the Suicide Squad trailer and or the multiple trailers, like he does pull off some of the Jack Nicholson Joker. He also kind of the there's Heath a Ledger. taste of yeah. the Heath Ledger. So he's like melding them all together while also doing his own thing. I just want to see him laugh because I didn't feel like Heath Ledger laughed very much. Hmm. I want a lot of laughing. He did That's the ha, ha, when he's like when he's <laughs> kicking him after Batman fell off his bike. That was pretty funny. And then the guy got shocked. But um, Justin, I'm just curious from you. What are you looking forward to out there? Because it's surely not a superhero movie. What are you looking forward to? <laughs> I, you know, funny enough, we already talked about the the superhero movies that I wrote down, Apocalypse and Suicide Squad. Those are the, probably the ones that I'm looking forward to the most. Okay. And for the same reasons as, as Jeff. Um, but the sort of two movies, because I was looking through um, like the trailers, the things that are coming out. And one of the things, to go back to superheroes, one of the things I'm looking forward to the most, not a movie, but uh, the second season of Daredevil. Uh, yes. Because I think Marvel's doing such a great job in their TV uh, mm -hmm. world. But um, but movie wise, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie, Midnight Special. No. Um, it's basically uh, say it's Michael Shannon, and I forget who the other uh, lead actor is. And um, basically, it's it's one of their kid that is uh, I don't know if he's an alien or he has yeah. a superpower or something. But they're basically trying to get him away from being noticed and trying to like just hide him so they're just on the road and at the same time it's a struggle between like a dad and his son trying to bring him up in this world where he can't really this his kid can't really exist in this world and then um it seems like in the trailer the kid gets out of control and his alien superhero thing wait so this is this is man of steel they've, they've, they've yeah, just rebooted say, man of steel already is what you're telling sure us. but he's but it's like a five-year-old. <laughs> okay. So it's Superman so, Returns. And five-year-old. <laughs> and then he saves a building or anything like that. Like, I, you know, it's one of those movies where, like, if the kid dies at the end, I wouldn't be surprised because it kind of feels right. like it's going to be that oh, movie. So okay. that seems interesting. Um, and then uh, my other one is uh, Neighbors 2. Oh, no. <laughs> you oh, no. How do you make a sequel to that? I just because it was You add a sorority what? house on the other side. That's what you do. <laughs> I I thought Neighbors 1 was really, really funny. So I'm excited to see what they do with Neighbors 2. And that's, and that's my two cents. Ooh. 
Ooh. I'll throw in I'll throw in one more one more uh, non superhero-y movie that I'm kind of looking forward to uh, coming out in May. A uh, Free State of Jones. Have you guys heard hmm. with Matthew McConaughey? Not at all. I have. You've heard of that one? It's the one. It's yeah. it's what is it? It's based on the the what is it? Newton Knight Rebellion, where it's the white man leads a rebellion of slaves in the Civil War, and it's directed by Gary Ross, that directed uh, uh, Pleasantville and Sea Biscuit and stuff, and hmm. the first Hunger Games. So, like, yeah, I like the. I mean, for me, I'm and I, I know he's lost a lot of uh, uh, credibility and well some people's eyes but matthew mcconaughey in a movie like that that's a good selling point for me i like i like watching well, was, wasn't he big in silver linings playbook or whatever oh, no that was bradley cooper oh you're right I'm a... <laughs> sorry no, he won the oscar for the dallas buyers Club, oh that's so. what i was right. thinking no not one of those three three word titles yeah. okay <laughs> interstellar oh that's, that's one word gotcha uh. Now I'll I'll jump back into kind of the action adventure drama, but I'm really looking forward to this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two out of the shadows. <laughs> okay, because I did not care for the first reboot. I did not like how it was handled. I very yeah. much look forward to the documentary someday that tells us all the production details because that thing got flipped around so much from where it was, according to yeah. all the behind the scenes reports. You know, like they were going to be aliens and all this other stuff that we were hearing the rumors online you know even like the main guy was supposed to be shredder that they like changed it and just cast generic asian guy in the shadows right to be the shredder <laughs> but like this one like it's they're, they're like the 1990 film was like a very faithful adaptation of the comic and it looks like this movie is now a very at least closer interpretation of the cartoon. Because you got Bebop and Rocksteady, you got Krang. And you got Krang. I mean... When he taps on the glass and then that <laughs> face just... The brain face popping oh. out. Like, it just... It looks like so much fun. I mean, the only bummer part I'm not excited about is Casey Jones looks stupid. Like, his, his mask <laughs> is dumb. And, he, and he's it's like the a... Chris, arrow. The come arrow. on, it's the, the arrow. arrow. Yeah. Is, is that who it is? Yeah, I was going to say, it it's is. a Chris O'Donnell pretty boy under there. So it's the guy who plays yeah. the arrow. It's well, the guy who plays the yeah, Steven okay well anyway that that's the only part i'm not looking forward to because elias Coteus was fantastic the uh, <laughs> the one and only casey jones if you ask me because this guy doesn't look dangerous he looked like a psychopath you know like uh, guy, let's just say i, I was glad he was shot at the end of shooter <laughs> oh he's he's good at playing playing mental well, yeah <laughs> because then my question for you adam as far as either looking forward or not looking forward to is ghostbusters I know we haven't even mentioned that. That's like it's a wild card. It's like I it mean, is. I want to see it, but it's like, do I have any faith in it being good? Like, there's no way it's gonna hold up to the other films. It's its own beast, so I don't really right. care if it's funny. It's funny, but to me, it doesn't. It's not in Ghostbusters canon, so it doesn't really affect me. Sort of is. They revealed the the villain recently. It's the ghost from the logo. It is the ghost from the what? logo. That's awesome. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, it was at the uh, the toy fair recently oh, in New York. That's great. Where they had all all Wait, of the what? Yeah, hold on, hold on. So at the toy fair they had all the the new characters, the the four gals from yeah. SNL, their characters, and I guess as part of the package with those toys, you got a bonus piece. Oh. And when you collected them all, you made the the ghost from the logo and it's revealed that he is the bad guy wow. it, but one toy also shows what kind of looks like the librarian from the first movie really yeah but after so all, that could all these be like years another villain. yeah maybe 
Yeah, and then you also have uh, Chris Hemsworth is in it, and yeah, as which the is secretary, funny, which is hilarious. <laughs> and they yeah. also have there's a there's a second vehicle, a motorcycle. Yes. Oh, okay. So we don't just get the Ecto one; we get yeah, the Ecto. Currently, like two the wheels. Ecto bikes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there an Ecto copter? Because yeah, I have. That I toy. don't know if they have the budget for that. <laughs> an Ecto boat. Yeah. But but you know what the the best part about it to me about Ghostbusters is that we're now going to get all this Ghostbusters merchandise. So like, there's going to be all sorts. Like my car of the last few years is decorated in Ghostbusters. Like that's what, you know it's powered. <laughs> I've by noticed Ecto cooler, that. <laughs> which they're now re-releasing Ecto cooler yes. finally, which is fantastic. You know. Oh no, man, I don't need to stay up for five days. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, the old sad part is Slimer not making a comeback, I guess. Maybe Aww. he will. Maybe there's a surprise. There might be a cameo. Hopefully. He's, he's the, the, he's the logo ghost's like, younger brother. <laughs> it's it's got to be funny. Oh, it's well, going well, to be hilarious, I think. surprised that they cast who they did for it. Well, I mean, you're, you're looking at it, and you're like, well, we're going to pretty much just make a parody of Ghostbusters, turn it on its head. Well, they went with the all- SNL cast yeah, but they got because some, like, people that aren't that funny on it. Well, well, some of them. But but the tradition of the of the first film, you had Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, you know, right. from former SNL. Yeah. yeah. So they they were drawing from the heritage of it, and also they were like, well, we don't want to spend a ton of money on this. We don't want to get like Jennifer Lawrence to play one of the Ghostbusters. So we're gonna yeah get somebody on the sly. But the two that are like, the and least, see if we can make some. But money. the two that are at least the least famous ones, have they done any movies before? I don't. If they haven't, well, they're the Saturday Night Live people. Yeah, they're also Saturday Night Live. Yeah, they're. Oh, yeah. you know what? Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy is not, but but she's she's on there all the time. She she's, recently she's hosted. Yeah, but uh, she's. I don't know if you've seen Melissa McCarthy on SNL, but holy crap, she steals. She every does. scene that she's in. Oh yeah, well, and that's I have not she's seen just enough of her work. Genius. Everybody seems to love her. She's you, just a name I hear over and over again. The most recent SNL. Okay. Just Check go it find Hulu. it, Hulu. Watch <laughs> it because she stole the show. Okay, just hilarious. Yeah. Um, right. Anything else like off the wall that you're interested in, Adam? <laughs> uh, well, the, actually, the only thing I'm really looking forward to is a uh, it's a documentary, uh, and I, I talk about it in our uh, our bonus uh, Masters of the Universe podcast. But it's called Toy Masters. Oh yes, and it's gonna break down all the secrets behind the the creation of the He-Man toy line and all of that. It's been they've been working on oh, it for cool. years and years. It's like and making so. a murderer, but we just have to find <laughs> out who really made the He-Man yeah, toys. Who really created He-Man? So I I'm interested, you know, to get to the bottom of that uh, that puzzle. But uh, yeah, other than that, I think the rest of the stuff that's coming out, like the only other thing that came to mind for me is that a uh, Zootopia movie. Uh, or is it Zootopia oh, yeah. or Zeropia? Something like from. I think it's out by now. Is it already out? Yeah. Yeah. Like that to me, like it, the trailer is pretty hilarious. Or at least by the time showing. of the release of this video, it will be out. Yeah. Or this audio. Yeah. But it just looks. I'll you know, watch it on TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, it looks, it's like, okay, animated, you know, animal cops. It seems like it, it has been done, but I don't think it has. I mean, it's, it's like a in, buddy in cop a film. Yeah. But it, look, it looks like something new and fun. That they could they could give to us that could be interesting, you know. Shakira does and a voice now in it. Every studio is doing that movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, there right. was the like life of the life of pets, movie. the secret life of pets. Yeah, the secret life of pets. But they're secret not they're pets. not human. Sing. Have you guys seen this movie? Sing. We were talking about that, right, Curtis? Yeah. 
What's sing Which about? One? What is sing about? <laughs> Sing's like basically the, it's an animal world, so animals are people, and they're holding a singing contest. It's basically and American the Idol go everywhere, so everybody's singing. And the trailer is actually really funny because they show like these different animals singing these songs and they're hilarious. We should check it out. But um, huh. it, yeah, for my money, Zootopia looks like the one that's going to have the most staying power. Yeah. I, I think, you know, Although, animated films. And But Finding Dory is coming out. And as much as I'm, again, sequels with something like that, I'm nervous about, but it's still Andrew I Stanton. I don't get it's it. It's still Pixar. I don't and get it. Why? So, yeah, but so was uh, uh, Monsters University, and so was Cars 2. Oh, well, but that Cars wasn't Andrew 2. Stanton, though. Andrew Stanton is, and it's the same thing, like Brad Bird. You throw Brad Bird, and you're like, well, all right, it's going to be fun. Andrew Stanton, he, 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 yeah, he brings the lumber. Come so, on. We, uh, all, just, we all want Incredibles, too, and yeah. Brad Bird uh, is back. So. I'm so, no, I was not an Incredibles fan, but, but finally, yeah. what? On the other hand. It's the best Fantastic no. Four movie. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, but that, again, that's not saying anything. <laughs> Oh no, that that's we're sorry, Jeff. You're alone on that one. All that's, right, that's a great film. Because you mentioned Finding that. Dory, Curtis, what are your what are your upcoming movies that you really want to see? That Angry Birds movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> who's in that? Who are doing voices? That's awesome. Jason Sudeikis, um, Bill Bill Hader. Oh, good. Yeah, Bill Hader. Like, Bill Hader's the pig. Yeah. <laughs> There's there's a lot of other voices, but I can't remember who's in it. Yeah, I've I've seen a couple of the trailers, and I'll even go watch that movie just really? because it looks it looks hilarious. When I first heard of it, I I hated the idea. I was like, really? I just thought it was gonna be like birds trying to destroy pigs. Right, you're just aping the <laughs> video game. They got something going on, huh? But it's, yeah, but it shows the birds with like anger management problems. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is totally the personalities of the birds in the game. They're just personifying them more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you guys on that one because <laughs> I, I watch those trailers and I'm like, I love those actors. I think that they are the funniest people on the planet. And I didn't laugh once oh. in any of the trailers. I was just like, what? But what's happening? No offense, Curtis. You're new. I love you, man. But <laughs> come on, you'd be a Debbie I, Downer on Tommy Boy. Oh. On Tommy Boy, what? I, it was a funny movie, and I'm pretty sure you'd be oh, a Debbie yeah, Downer. Oh, was great. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was just surprised yeah, that doesn't love Tommy Boy. I mean, Jeff didn't love Tommy Boy, but Jeff like <laughs> what? Jeff is under the bus officially. <laughs> I, I have How a horrible memory, you, Jeff. Sir. Obviously, I remember. Oh yeah, there you go. So you hate Tommy Boy. But Curtis, I guess, yeah, I, I, guess I was just surprised about how good, how good the Angry Birds trailers looked because it didn't look any like anything I expected it to because it didn't look like your like a cash grab movie or anything. It looks yeah. like they actually tried to make something good. Huh. So we shall I mean, see. That I can't, Angry I can't Birds. see that they put a lot of like energy and love into this movie which that makes me happy because it could have been just like a direct-to-video kind of yeah <laughs> make a few bucks off of it kind of thing so hey does that lego batman movie come out this year that's, too that's the end of next year uh, oh next year. okay jeez that's gonna be we funny. should actually talk about what films we're looking forward to in 2020 <laughs> yeah. well marvel and yeah, hold on we, we gotta hit us. 2017 2018 2019 <laughs> Uh, let's let's not. Let's <laughs> well, I think that's a good enough place, unless we got 
You got something else for us, Curtis? There is also one more movie I'm looking forward to, Pete's Dragon. Did you guys see that recent trailer? I I did. I did. It looked cool. So is that the one that looks like the Jungle Book, but it's not? It's kind of got a it's a a white jungle book in a way. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Like, I don't understand. It's a random white boy off in the the woods. Looks really cool. It does. And that thing is like 100 percent CGI. Hmm. Like they didn't film on location like nothing. I don't believe. Well, and nobody mentioned Rogue One. No one's looking forward to that Hold on, one. hold on, hold on. <laughs> I haven't gone yet. I just threw out the first two movies to get them oh, okay. off the table. Rogue One, Darth Vader's return. Really? They are bringing him back, and they are going to make him menacing. Hmm. Is it James Earl Jones, Yes, though? they are bringing James Earl Jones okay. back. That's the wow. only way they would bring Vader is he gonna, back. Is he going to reprise his law? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I there's... didn't know that Rogue One was uh, the resurgence of uh, Darth Vader. That's well, really I thought. I so believe Rogue, Rogue One, One is falls... taking place in that timeline or uh, time period. Yeah, it falls during the original trilogy. I believe it falls between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. I believe is where it falls. I thought it was before the first one. Is it? Oh, is it between they the steal the plans? Yeah, it's about the first to steal leading the... up to. <laughs> I think so. Okay. I like that we all think that it takes place in different parts. It definitely <laughs> takes place yeah. every. Well, it takes place in the seventies. There's, you know, they just took. They yeah. like, the film came out in the seventies, and you know, he <laughs> just goes to the disco. No, Star so Wars it's period piece. It's they're stealing the plans to the Death Star, and speaking that's... of period pieces, anybody else looking forward to Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? <laughs> no. <laughs> Brains. <sighs> Not, not until I get uh, the walking bread off the ground. Then I can get it to a <laughs> yeah. tie-in and it'll it's, be great. It's funny because that came up a couple of podcasts ago. I totally thought you guys were joking. I didn't know that there was actually a movie. No, did, you, did you go watch the trailer, Jeff? No, there was a book. Well, it, it was shown to me, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the other movie I'm I'm slightly entertained by gambit isn't happening this year Woo-hoo! they haven't even they haven't finished casting they haven't started photography it's not coming There's out still in a October. chance to recast them uh, possibly a, Channing Tatum could get another project somebody he's available throw <laughs> something his way and let's get some i don't know he there. debuted kind of the gambit hair at an award show uh, a couple months ago it's now you see me too mm, i'm yeah. i'm interested to see oh, how they oh. include daniel radcliffe in it now, is this film, is this the Leonardo DiCaprio film? This no, 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 no. You see no. me, now you no, don't. That's Catch Me, no. that's that's catch me If You Can't. Oh, Catch Me If You Can't. See, I was totally Expressionist off. <laughs> contortionist or whatever it was called. Uh, now, now Curtis. Also a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis, we were talking about this earlier, and you haven't even seen Now You See Me? I haven't, even though I have the movie. <laughs> don't worry about it. I, I know you have the movie because that's where I got it from. <laughs> so you should put that on your list. Yeah. What's the basic premise? What give me the, the quick pitch on that? It's it's about like ma- magicians that like He hasn't even seen the movie and he's okay. given us the synopsis. <laughs> magicians yeah, don't they steal trans- money from people? Yeah. Oh, I did like see Robin that Hood one. Magicians. With with uh, Isla Fisher and, Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Now I know. But Isla Fisher's not in the second one. Correct. She's not. That's a bummer. For some I'm reason. out. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm out. Hot Rod, and now you see me. <laughs> and if she's not there, I'm gone. 
Um, the one I'm really uh, interested to see if it's gonna make or break. I mean, granted, all the superhero movies, like we're field movies. <laughs> the Cloverfield movie. Yeah. <laughs> that one came out of nowhere. That the trailer looks interesting. did. Yeah. I mean, we're probably past the point of $2 billion movies. I, I don't foresee any more in the future. You think Star Wars was the last one? I think Star Wars is probably our last one because. Ever? Ah, uh, yeah. Unless. Yeah, but inflation. Yeah, but at the same <laughs> time, you've <laughs> got to get a lot of foreign um, help. In order to hit foreign two flavor. billion, <laughs> well, you got to have some foreign flavor Just in the, the movie. Foreign flavor, boys. But I, <laughs> I mean, at the rate that these movies are coming out, and they're fast and furious—no pun yeah. intended, or all the pun ah. intended—Vin Diesel, the rewatchability in theater is going down. Hmm. Because by the time you go and watch one of these movies, by the time your next paycheck hits, another big movie's coming out. That's a good so. Point. I mean, you're you're probably only going to go see these movies once. And now you don't have to wait very long for them to come out on DVD anymore. Right. I mean, it's, what, it's like yeah. three months later. Three months. Well, I mean, are, but they measure it differently, oh, Somebody don't else's they? problem. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, the mechanics of, of Hollywood and their, yeah. their struggle. See, I kind of... I kind of wonder, though, because if you think about it, and I'm, I'm looking at a list of, what is it, highest grossing movies of all time, which Star Wars is actually number three behind James Cameron. And... That if you think about like did Titanic for, pull out some money that it just had laying on a ship somewhere? <laughs> yeah, like, Titanic two point one billion dollars worldwide. Yeah, but it, but it was released twice, a decade apart. <laughs> like that's cheating. I don't. Well, but anyway, um, but the thing with both of those movies, Avatar, well, and Star Wars too, where it's just like they created it where it's an event, like. Uh, like a, a don't miss it sort of an event. And I feel like, and it's kind of like we've joked about, or maybe not joked about, but uh, about this idea, like the spoilers culture that we have, where there's kind of like this, as much as people now, like, oh, I can wait till it comes out on Redbox and it'll be on Netflix or whatever. But the spoiler culture is kind of changing that. And where they create this, like, you know, it's actually an event to go to see a movie. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. And the more they play into that, especially if they're able, I still feel like something is missing. Like, 3D, the return of 3D, I think, was overdone. I mean, Avatar, I guess, kind of captured that. But I feel like there's there's a step that's coming in the next couple of years beyond 3D and beyond um, uh, IMAX 4D that will draw people. Well, that's back. what I say. D box, D box should be that step. I am surprised that theaters because mm. so many theaters are converting to like the comfortable reclining seats yeah. as just a standard. Why not just right. make it a D box seat standard? I, I mean, think it's going to be a thing like that it, like gets but... into your brain and makes you cry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there are, there are there are 4D released. theaters. Oh my yes! Wait, you guys were talking about D box brought it up, and then somebody mentioned Kingsman. So last yes. year, <laughs> I saw Kingsman in uh, what is it? it like 4DX. Oh, wow. that's okay. So that's the theater that has like the subwoofer under your seat, right? Uh, so it has the, the seat moves. So it, it's D box, but okay. D box on steroids. So <laughs> the seat moves. There is uh, smoke that sometimes comes into the theater. Wow. Uh, there's things in your back that poke you when people get stabbed. Uh, there's water effects. So, okay, man. yes. That happens. 
there's like when people get shot little like air pistols that like shoot past your face it is so overwhelming and so over the top that i hated kingsman oh, because wow. I sat really it was because it was so distracting. I don't know. First of all, I don't know who I am in the movie because everybody <laughs> got stabbed. I got stabbed. <laughs> I got stabbed. Somebody got shot at. I got uh. shot at. And then my favorite part, there was a car accident, car crash. And out of the bottom left and right corners of the main screen came just a little bit of smoke. And then the smoke sat there for the next two scenes. Oh, <laughs> oh no. And I was just like, what? It, where am I? I'm in like really bad Captain EO. Oh, awesome. I was going to say, good thing you brought that up because at Disneyland, the. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Honey, I Shrunk no. the Audience? Um, Bugs Life? A Bugs Life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bugs also. Life has that too. Yeah, and they have like yeah. like things that like, hit you in the in the bottom of the seat. Yeah, yeah the wasps from the bottom of the stung, seat. Yeah. <laughs> Which, but the thing is, you go into that like expecting right. that, and that's the <laughs> that's experience that you yeah. want. I don't want uh, to get poked in the back every time somebody gets stabbed in like a stabbing movie. It was a stab heavy movie. <laughs> yes, it was. And oh, so it was like, and, and it wasn't like a stab, like a nice massage. It was like, ow, why? Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool, man. I, I don't know. I, I would go for that for every, every movie experience. Stab well, oh, me all you want. Okay, so the next step in this, in kind of the filmmaking and the experience, I think, who is it? Uh, Trevorrow, I think, is the one that's tabbed to, to direct episode nine. He wants to shoot in space. What? Like, like he wants crazy. to shoot part of the film literally in space. How would you get people act the actors in space? Well, I think it's well, more of the ships and things moving. People huh. go into space all the time. <laughs> well, that's only a couple of years from now. Right. I mean, you're yes, probably yeah. two years hey, away from Ask them Lance starting. Bass from NSYNC. It's yeah. not as easy as you think, <laughs> and sometimes things don't don't work out. Sorry, Lance. One of these days. You lost me on that hey, reference, Reed. I missed something. What You're happened to Lance Bass and that, that might be a ten no, or fifteen-year-old uh, <laughs> reference, but he was going to be an astronaut and go into space, and then it got canceled. Anybody? Uh, no NSYNC fans. I very <laughs> slightly remember the reference. It's called Adam, googling. Adam, I love you, man. Try it out. Right. That's all I got. You are stuck in the nineties. I remember when that was happening, but I didn't ever hear if he went into space or not. That's because he did. He did oh. not. Oh, that's why I didn't. He hear might anything. have, and we might be saddled with an alien Lance Bass. We don't know. Uh, that may explain. No, never mind. I won't go there. <laughs> Okay, any any others? Anything else? Nope, there are no more films coming out there this year. No more films. I, mean, I do want to throw out as far as movies that have already come out uh that and which might apply more to Justin, but I, we did go to see Hail Caesar, uh not Justin and I, but my wife and I. <laughs> uh, and hey, a bro date. Combination a of movie. Combination of Coen Brothers and a movie about old Hollywood like Oscar loves that sort of stuff, so yeah. I, I I really do want to see it. Uh, that's one of the ones that like I'll wait until it comes out on iTunes or whatever. But um, but I'm looking forward to that. It looks awesome. Yeah, it is it is interesting, and it's kind of like and again it, it actually it's it's made me appreciate. I guess it didn't make me appreciate Quentin Tarantino more, but it's that same sort of a vein where it's kind of like the Coen brothers do seem to kind of like to experiment with the things that they're doing. So like they had Channing Tatum do a tap dance routine. And I mean, not 
that we're not, not, not supposed to laugh at. Like it was a legitimate tap dance musical number. And awesome. um, yeah, I mean, and it's kind of interesting. Is that honestly outside of his range though? Apparently not. Like he did it. I, I, it looked like it wasn't a body double. Like, like he, did like it. that's where he got his start were dance movies. And he also did like the magic Mike movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> so dance to those. Jeff so. knows all about those. But uh, um, yeah, but no, I think yeah, Jeff's it's seen step up the step up series. <laughs> to see those, step which up is kind of baby in D box in 4DX. I'm trying to plug ahead here. Uh, that continues to be my hope, like with the Wachowskis, because I feel like the Wachowskis are another people that aren't afraid to experiment. Sometimes they fail miserably, but they're, Sometimes. they're like, yeah, well, Most times? let's be honest, like the matrix, they hit a home run with that. Number one. one. Once <laughs> the first well, one, I would say three times, but that's me personally. Um, but, uh, the, but that's the point is that they're not afraid to experiment. And so many, let's be honest. So many people that are directing a lot of Marvel movies are terrified to experiment. They want to do the same thing everybody else is doing. And I want to see more, give it a shot, man. Make another John Carter. Like if it now, flops, now hold on. Give it I, a shot, dude. I think granted we are getting, they're kind of genre variances with the Marvel movies. Like Ant-Man was a heist film. You've got, your total destruction film with Age of Ultron, and then Doctor Strange is a horror film, oh. it, and and it could be I they mean, got they a horror director in yeah. order to go into that dark and demented side that he deals with all the time. Hmm. Right, and, and I feel like yes. that one that one might actually be ironically that one might actually be more important to the Marvel universe than Civil War. I mean, Civil War is obviously going to be a linchpin one, but yes. that one, like like Ant-Man, I would say, kind of like we talked about, Ant-Man was actually more important to the Marvel Universe than Age of Ultron because it gave it that freshness. It gave us that something that we had been missing with, you know, Thor 2 and with all of these, even Iron Man, you know, it just, it didn't have that freshness that Ant-Man did. So yeah, it might be, and hopefully it will. Here's fingers sort of. crossed come November. Yeah. All right. And of course you got Benedict Cumberbatch, which you know he could just sit there and keep, <laughs> as long as they don't morph out his voice like Peter Jackson did. Who who gets Benedict Cumberbatch to be your dragon and then digitally alters his voice? I'm sorry, it's great. <laughs> Says the man who played Smog in college. <laughs> you're you're a little too close to the role. <laughs> <laughs> well. We thank you for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Curtis, thank you for being here, man. Curtis! Woo! And Woo! Uh, if, if we missed your most anticipated film of 2016, go ahead and find us on Twitter, at SQPod. Let us know what you're looking forward to. And we'll tweet back at you that nobody else cares but you. But uh, Or, you know, send us an email, and uh, you could just throw us your whole list. Maybe there's the ones that we're gonna we're not gonna get to a joy that you know all about. We'll we'll take a look there. So that's sequelquestpod at gmail.com. And of, as always, if you enjoyed this one, go back and listen to the rest of the episodes, then leave us a review on iTunes, a five star rating. We just we wanna know that you're enjoying it and other people wanna know that there's something here to enjoy as well. And even if you're not enjoying it, leave us re a review and we might be able to change things. That's right. Yeah, read some star. angry tweets. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just start our own mean tweets um, so with that we will leave you until next time we thank you for joining us for this episode of sequel quest pod 
We hope you'll return next time when we discuss another film that never was. For more made-up movie fun, visit SequelQuestPod.com to see the schedule of films to be discussed in upcoming episodes, fan art submissions, and more. Follow us on Twitter at SQPod and share your ideas on our Facebook page. The films and characters discussed on Sequel Quest POD are the property of their respective studios and license holders. No copyright infringement is intended. <laughs>